guys, what's going on? Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Jay Rana Show. Today, I have the pleasure of having Arpita from The Little Things Arpita. What's going on? Thanks for really having me here. Thank I you for joining me. You're down from the Philly area, right? I am, yep. Uh, currently Cherry Hill, but Philly Okay, okay. Yes. South Jersey. I used to go to South Jersey all the time. Where in South Jersey? Back in, back in the day, back in my high school days, okay. I had some friends who used to live out in Cherry Hill. I have yeah. a story. I stole my dad's car. Right. Yeah. And at that point, we had no cell phones. So I took my dad's car and I took my two friends. We, done, we went down to Cherry Hill okay. to go meet up with some friends. Okay. We went to go meet up with some girls. And <laughs> my dad's been calling me, calling me, calling me. Uh, he was trying to find out exactly where I am. No phone calls at that point. Right? right. I came back home and I didn't realize it was like an hour and 45 minute drive. From from where? From Piscataway. Yeah. It's... It's not easy, but it was a lot of just me time on the drive here. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to make it up here. I'm glad you could join me. Yeah. You said so how, did, how did that turn out, though? Did you meet up with the girls? And Yeah, we met up with the girls, but okay. my dad got my <laughs> afterwards. He's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, how am I supposed to get in touch with you? Right. And all that good things. I think I had a beeper at that time. I think I had a beeper at that time, and I know he was beeping me. Yeah. It was Smart Beep. Remember Smart Beep? I do. Back I do. in the day? Yep. And you're just ignoring it. Yeah, I was just ignoring yeah. it. I was like, like okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do something, right? Right, right. You said that when you were driving up, you had some me time, right? I did. How do you deal with that? Because, you know, as an event planner, plus plus you're a mom. Yes. And you're mom a wife. You're, you're a mom of two. Mm-hmm. And you're also, um, you're also a nine-to-fiver as well. I wouldn't call it nine to fiver, but yes, I do have a full time job. You're busy. That's an understatement. <laughs> busy is good though. I, yeah. I feel like busy is not a bad problem to have because I feel like that's what energizes me yeah. and a lot of people that I surround myself with. So I have different parts of my life where I get to be different versions of myself in a way. Okay. So the event planning is my creative side. Nice. And then the startup that I'm at is my creative side, but also it's more in compliance. So I'm able to show my regimented developing processes, et cetera, side. Nice. And then my mom's side is my fun side, which I guess is debatable on who you ask. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> and then there's the wife side. So there's a lot of different sides of me, and I like to make sure I have ways to show them all to mm-hmm. stay sane, if that makes sense. Staying sane. So being busy yeah. with all these different things, how do you stay sane? A lot of time management. Okay. And I think just not a lot of sleep because sleep is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Well, it depends on who you ask, right? Yes. I love my sleep. I love sleep, but I, I feel like I wake up and take notes on my phone because I just had an idea. Do yeah. you find yourself doing I do that, that all the time. Right. I use the voice recording options. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I it's like- it's so much easier because like as you're typing, your mind is still going, right? Yeah. So now you're going to go in two different avenues at this point, right? So once it's a voice recorder, you just keep on talking and you can just do whatever you want and just save it and you come back to it at the end of the day and you implement it. I mean, it's a whole process with it, but it works for me. That's a good idea. I feel like my husband would wake up and be really annoyed with me if I started just talking. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Why Why do you have to do this at three in the morning? It happens. But, uh, I like that. I like that idea. But I, I feel like 
with people whose minds are always on the go, like yourself, yeah. you have to have the notes or a notepad or a phone or something next to you. To 100%. Just jot it down because I think one time I remember hearing this thing where you can only remember seven things at a time. And okay. I, th- I forget if that's the right number, but there, you can only remember a certain amount of things at a time. Okay. So you have to write write down everything else or you're not going to remember You're going to forget everything. And I think the reason it was seven was because that's why there's seven digits to a phone number. Interesting. Because that's something that you're going to remember. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Always learning different things. I didn't think it was seven, but seven with the phone numbers, that makes a lot of sense. And that number seven, I mean, that goes into a lot of other things as well, right? Like like creating a habit and Things like that. In seven days. Isn't it 21 days? Twenty. Yes. No, you're right. 21 days. And you have to do it consecutive. Cons- yeah. Yeah. You right. got to do it every single day for 21 days. It could be yeah. eating healthy. Mm-hmm. It could be going to the gym. It could be like martial arts. Right. Anything in the world. Right. Yep. But it's- 21 days, you got to go through it and then it becomes part of your lifestyle. Correct. I, I wish it was that easy. It's just so much not- easier said than done. Uh, 100%. I found myself this morning thinking about working out, for example. Yeah. I was like, how am I supposed to do this consecutively when there's no routine to my life right now with yeah. two little ones? But just if I could get those 21 days in a row and just make it a thing, then yeah. it's not an excuse. How old are they? Uh, my daughter, she's going to be four in December. Okay. And my son is going to be one next week. Oh, yeah. happy early birthday to your son. Thank you. We made it. We made it the first year. Which <laughs> it's It's been something. <laughs> four and one. So you definitely have your hands full. Yeah. I have both hands full. Nice, nice. Yeah. And you work from home, I'm assuming, huh? Uh, hybrid. Uh, so we go in from time to time, uh, meet people face to face. I love the people that I work with. So yeah. It's really nice to go in and talk to them. I feel like face-to-face sometimes has a lot of value with conversations you might not have in that scheduled virtual meeting. 100%. So we go in, shoot the shit, and just, uh, you know, get to know each other, but also have very collaborative meetings. Yeah, it's more of a personal level at that point, right? Like, yeah. I feel like with... You know, after um, ever since COVID came into play and everything is Zoom, everything is online, yeah. and you have that screen in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And that kills the personal sense. Right. I, I mean, one on one, it destroys it. Yeah. You know, like um, my girlfriend's a teacher, okay. and during COVID, she hated it. She despised it. Like in the sure. beginning, you know, everybody always had a good time mm-hmm. with a drink in one hand and you're doing whatever you're doing, right? But right. you lose the connection, especially with your students at that point, yeah. right? Because Absolutely. because as a teacher, you're trying to connect. Right. What uh, age group or what grade does she teach? She teaches juniors and seniors. Oh, that's difficult. Yeah. Especially... English lit. Wow. And composition. Yes. Did she mandate video being on? Yeah, 100%. Oh, you right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, 100%. There's, there's no point. Attention. 100%. Like, every time I... T- um, during that time when I used to speak to my clients, right? Because, you know, during COVID time as a DJ at that point... All the events got canceled, so you have to re like reschedule and that all that good stuff. And I also put my hat in the ring as an event planner, so I started to get clients calling me to to, to plan events. But it was different, right? Because I was so used to um, making house calls, mm-hmm. I was so used to the clients coming to my office and that one on one, that energy, that vibe, it was all there, right? So it was yeah. like less things were said, right? It was just like the body language. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the conversation just kind of flowed and it was fantastic. But when Zoom came into play and the video chats came into play, right. you had to work extra hard. Mm -hmm. You had to work extra hard to convey that simple message, yeah. right? And even till this day, like I speak to a couple of my clients and they're all about the Zoom. Like, let's jump on. I'm like, that's fine. But I'm also willing to make my way to you guys. Right. You know, you can come right. to my office. I can come to you, whatever's convenient. Because with that block in the middle, I mean, you can't connect 100%. It's so difficult. It is. The biggest part of what we do is building relationships. And to ensure that their day goes smooth, it's really understanding them beyond just words. Yeah. It's understanding what makes them tick. And those are things that you don't get through a video call. 100%. Yeah. it's. I, I think maybe the momentum will pick up where we will do more in person. But I think it's something we'll have to push and just kind of recommend it more and say, hey, let's meet for coffee at least and do this meeting over coffee. For example, 100%. I'm a strong yeah. believer in that. Yeah. Like, we could have the initial the phone call, right? A quick introduction. But I definitely want to see you. Yeah. Shake your hand. Give me a hug, yeah. right? We'll have some coffee. We'll just talk about your event. And that way, everything's out on the table, right? Because right? right. the thing is, I feel like behind the scenes, like uh, once you're behind the screen, it's all facts. Yeah. Jay, I want this, 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 and that. Right. It's um, very process driven. There you go. There's like yeah. a little structure to it. You know, the structure is going to be there eventually sure. as an event planner because, because you got to follow a blueprint. Right. Right. But that personal touch, it goes out the window. Mm -hmm. You know, uh -huh. how do you deal with that? So a couple different ways. Uh, relationship is what we really strive for yeah. before the big day. And well, there's the walkthrough, for example, which we really, that's the time that we meet the couple and we'll not meet them, but we see them and their families for the most part yeah. and really get to know them. But we really try to communicate as much as we can. And the vetting process is really the first step of where it starts, okay. where we get to understand are our personalities going to mesh. And as we kind of understand our personalities mixed with what our team can offer that's how we can understand what the couple needs to then how will we connect and that's how we kind of talk to them about well how do you prefer to communicate and then we would suggest do you want to do coffee can we do meetings in person whatsapp a lot of our clients and what i've been finding recently uh, we've been gravitating towards people that uh our residents, for example, yeah. and they have no time whatsoever. No time whatsoever. So they are kind of relying on us to do the planning. With them, it's it's tough to meet in person. Mm -hmm. uh, so we try to do a lot of text and jumping on calls when possible. But it's really, you just have to do what you can to be in front of them and communicate with them. And I think it's communication in any way possible. What about you? How, how do you kind of navigate around that? Um, I... I try to make myself available 24 7. Yeah. Right. Have to. All the time. Text yeah. me, call me, email me, whatever. I live on my phone. Mm -hmm. I live on my phone. That's my best friend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I have clients texting me at midnight. Yeah. And it's fine. If I'm awake, most likely I will be awake. I'll reply back as soon as I can. Right. But don't ever stop the process of talking to me, right? Yeah. Some people are like, Jay, I'm not going to bother you at the 5 p.m., but that's the only time I'm going to have. Yeah. I, that's the only time you're going to have. Right. 
I I um, get a lot of sorry to bother you. I'm like, wait. Exactly. No, you're not bothering me. This I'm here for you. This right. is, this um, is what I'm here for. Working for you at this point. Right. So please don't start with sorry dot dot dot. Yeah. Don't say sorry. Just ask me. Yeah. Use me. Like communicate with me, and I will be there. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm the same way. I tell all my clients the same thing. Listen, yeah. I'm at your beck and call. Yeah. Right. You. I mean, honestly, you guys are paying me good money. You pay me right. good money to do a job, which is great, but I'm at your beck and call. I'm working for you at this point. Right. So whatever you right. need, n- night and day, just let me know and I'll take care of it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You said before that you meet with clients and you vibe with them and, and all that good stuff, right? You vet them. Yeah. Have you met clients that you couldn't vibe with? Yeah. Um. So it kind of goes into our process also. So we have a, a very streamlined process using project management tools, uh, technology, etc. If that is something that can overwhelm a couple, I say, look, this might not be the right fit for you because we like to go through in a way where we have a centralized portal, for example, yeah. and a way to communicate. Some people may not like that, may think that that could be confusing, which, you know, coming from more of like a startup technology background, I think project management tools are awesome. And that's the nerd in me. Really, We talking. talked about that before. We spoke a yeah. few months ago. Right. And you were talking about streamlining the whole event planning process. Yes. With actual tools. Yep. And intelligence out there. Right. Yes. So how's that working out for you, though? I really like it. Okay. I think that's. That's the short answer. But the long answer is I feel like it's really going to give me an opportunity to scale. Okay. And that's really what all this is about. Because as, so I've been in weddings probably about six years, but I've been in events and coordinating those since like 2005, 2006. Oh, it's been a minute. Do you remember Philly Fest? I remember Philly Fest. Philly Fest. There was Garden State Gerba, Rockefeller Ross. Um, okay, I coordinated okay. all those. I directed oh, wow. all of those. And uh, I that is really how I found my passion for events nice. and helping coordinate that. And when weddings started, and I, I was a little younger, obviously, we, we all were about six years ago. Um, as I'm going through the whole process, I realized as I'm growing my team that life happens. Mm-hmm. Life happened to me. I had kids. Uh, priorities change. Schedule changes. Sure. I think that's a better way of putting it. Your schedule changes in terms of what you can and can't do. Um, I have team members that are amazing, but life happens. So as we grow and bring on more people, I feel like having the right processes with technology that can replicate a process but customize it per wedding really helps you give the same experience in a way and add to it if that makes sense it does make sense you think um i feel like that's going to be more beneficial for like all the new brides coming in right right all the new brides who are super duper busy Mm -hmm. right and i feel like they want it to be quicker yeah right because it's attention span i feel like um if I can't capture your attention in what's the word like in three seconds, yeah, something like that. Right, yeah. I lose your focus and you're and you're right. out the door, right? Yeah, and I think a big part of it though is people have a hard time visualizing the end product. Okay. So by having this in front of them, I feel like right off the bat, instead of using words, I'm able to say, "Hey, look, this is your end product. Let's get from here to there, mm-hmm. and here's the steps that I can take you there." But I think that's part of the whole like vetting to see how receptive somebody is of okay, it. Okay, okay. 
But then there's also the personality side of it. And that side is really key in knowing if it's going to be, well, one, stress-free for both ends. I mean, there's a level of stress in all weddings. Um, Enjoyable from both ends. And there's definitely been times where you can sense that sometimes there might not be appreciation with... Oh, how do you deal with that? Uh, if it's in the vetting process, we say this might not be the right fit. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, in the South Asian community, sometimes there's um, a perception of certain roles, for example, yeah. and how uh, people want to treat people in certain roles. Yeah. And you can kind of tell how that's going to be when you first start talking to somebody. Okay. Like it's their special day. It's, it's, it's their big day and everything has to revolve around them at that point. Uh, but in a degrading way. Okay. That, that's a way to put it. Okay. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that, right? Because as a DJ and as an event planner, I feel like we're not respected in some in some form or fashion. Right. Right. I was I was I was talking to my cousin a few weeks ago, and uh, we started to DJ back in the day together, and um, he he stopped. And the reason why he stopped was because he was telling me that every time a client came up to him they were like degrading him or there was no respect. Right. Well, I'm going to talk to you a certain way because you're just here to press play. I'm going to talk to you a certain way because you're the hired help at that point. Right. That's right? the terminology. And and I feel yeah. like, first of all, that's bull****, right? Because this whole event is yeah. not going to be what it's supposed to be without us. Right. You know, at that point. But guests don't really understand that. I feel like parents also don't understand that. The parents of the bride and the groom. Because they're so old school, I want to say, right? A little bit. A little bit. Not that much. but To a certain extent. Yeah, there you go. To a certain extent. But, like, you can talk to them over and over again. And tell them about all your experiences. Tell them about how their day is going to go. Right. To the T, right? You have a whole blueprint. You're going to follow it. Should there be any mishaps, you'll be on top of it. They won't see anything, right? All the things that can go wrong will go wrong, but they'll never know anything about it, right? Right. But I feel like the the level of respect is not there. Right. And, to and, an extent. Right, to an extent. I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, How yeah, do you deal with that? You, you just have to, right? You just yeah. have to. I think that's part of the job uh, where there will be That's things. a tough job. It's a very tough job. And I think it's underrated in the sense where people don't really understand the extent of it. Yeah. So like, for example, uh, as, as a planner coordinator, you help with the flow of the day and getting it all together. But then there's certain vendors that help with putting all the pieces together. So I, I think the best example I would have is caterer. Okay. A planner slash coordinator can make sure the caterer is there on time, knows the schedule, knows when the food should be out. The planner coordinator cannot cook the food Facts. and make sure that there's enough food for the guests because I personally would have no idea how much food you would need for 400 people. That is where other vendors come in. So there have been instances where if there is a shortage of food, it is the planner that is being yelled at. Which, you know, in those instances, how do you deal with that? You kind of just apologize and say, okay, you know, uh, we're doing the best that we can with the reality of we're, we can't cook the food ourselves. Yeah. It's more so coordinating and communicating. Yeah. So it's, there's a fine line and it is a tough job, but 
it's very rewarding at the same time. I have to agree. I spoke yeah. to a couple of caterers because I know I come with a big network, right? Yeah. I've been in the game for a minute now. So there's a couple of caterers, good friends of mine, right? They used to make, let's say the client guest count is 250 people. Mm-hmm. They make food for 250 people and they toss away so much food at the end of the night. Yeah. So now eventually what, what they were doing is for the same number of guests, they would cook food for, let's say, 200 people and gauge it mm-hmm. and then see how much food they're actually going to be throwing away. Yeah. And that number does go down every single year. Yeah. For the same number of guests, they they will cook for 175 people mm-hmm. and see how that works out for them, right? Right, right. Um, When I talk to my clients, I make sure I let them know that I also will speak to the caterer, all the vendors, right? right? I go out of my way to do my due diligence. I yeah. try to get my hands on the contract, go over the numbers, which are fine, but to find details, mm-hmm. right? And it's a trust issue. Yeah. You know, I try to build my team based on my trust issues, you know, because yeah. if I don't know a particular vendor, I'll introduce myself. Let's go grab yeah. a drink. Let's do something. That way we can build that relationship at least like a, at least an hour, two hours, because now I know for a fact that when they come on the day of the event, they're going to go that much. They're going to do so much more because of the relationship we just built. Yes. You nailed it. When, when I talk about relationships, it's not just with the couple, but the vendor team. Yeah. Because that is the dream team for the day. 100%. And all of you have to be on the same page. I think a big thing that has worked is also, well, group chats with the vendor team on the day to keep everybody in the loop as well. Yeah. And it, it goes back to what we talked about, communication, building relationships. And it, it doesn't just stop and start with the couple, but just everybody that is involved in making that day happen yeah because if so there's important. one piece of the puzzle that's not going to fit then it's going to yeah. it's going to kill the whole mood absolutely you know it's going to destroy what you guys been building what we've been working on for like over years sometimes right because of a particular vendor mm-hmm. they're doing their own thing they're not taking it seriously right. they're jaded because it's just another event for them but that's not the case it can't be the case that's a professional you know, you're you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They liked your work. They're giving you good. They're paying you good, a right. good money, right? right? Do your best. Be there. Be on site. Be present. Yep. And don't think it's just another gig, because yeah. it's their big day. It's the bride and groom's big day. They're trusting you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's funny. You're doing your job right if nobody notices. Facts. It's hundred percent how what we do works. And it was it was really interesting. I recently, so as I'm scaling and expanding my yeah. team, um, considering expanding into other cities, et cetera, uh, I was interviewing somebody. On paper, seemed amazing yeah. and came with a lot of experience. And before I got a chance to speak with her, um, I was already planning what events I could put her on. Then we get on the phone thinking it was going to be a really great conversation. And it was, it was a great person. But there were certain things that she said where I stopped in the middle of our conversation and I said, I'm sorry, this is not going to be the right What'd thing. What did she say? So we, I wanted to understand about her experience and how she deals with the unknowns. Okay. We both know there's a lot of unknowns that come up. That is something you just handle. There's fires, you're putting them out, you do it with a smile on your face. And you know, that that's why you're being paid the big bucks. Yeah. Um, she in the interview said 
well, if there is something that is an unknown that I'm being asked to do, I'm going to ask for more money. And Wait, what? Yeah, I, I paused and I wasn't sure. I was, was she Indian? Out, she was Indian. Oh, wow. I was trying to figure out how to ask the next question. I said, can you help me understand what you mean by that? She's like, well, there's certain things I'm told to do beforehand. And if there's something on the day of, I'm not going to do it unless if I get paid more. And I said, so how would you handle a situation? Get paid more by you, the owner of the company, or by the bride and groom? Well, both. If by the owner, which essentially means, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all the same Shut thing. Shut up. She has said that? She did. But she didn't get the job. No, I actually stopped it midway. And as I was stopping it midway, I didn't want to be rude, although I completely disagreed. Yeah. I said, look, I think you might actually be better off starting your own thing if that is your mantra. You might be better with your own company, developing your own clientele. Yeah. I just don't think you're the right fit for my team. 100%. And I, I left it at really trying to encourage her to do her own thing if like, because she seemed very experienced, but... I was just blown away that that could she was be... asking for more money because there's something that's gonna that might go wrong. Dude, something it's your job. That comes up. It's like, your job. It's gonna happen regardless. Right. Like, I think an example that I could think of. You know, uh, when you have to set up, let's say, a guest table, and uh, you're helping put out maybe like a, a guest book, and then there's an instant Polaroid camera. There's been times where I'm literally handed the box to set up the camera, mm -hmm. and I'm like how do I put this together? Yeah. So I gave that example. I said, would you consider that more where you just have to like be on the fly, like trying to figure something out and make sure things just happen? And she said, yes. She's in the wrong business. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have a business. She was <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where it would go, but it just, I, I think it just goes to the train of thought of to be, doing what we do yeah. it takes i think a certain mindset a certain personality but it works both ways where we have to vet and make sure personalities mesh yeah and vice versa i think people that are hiring the planners and the coordinators have to make sure it's the right fit for them also exactly i mean if you yeah. want to go up in a board right if yeah. if you want to go up and over for your clientele obviously you guys have a friendship Right. I have an example. Um, there was a client of mine who had um, their own family issues with the parents, the bride and the parents, the groom. Mm -hmm. And we were like a few months before the wedding and they called me and they're like, Jay, listen, we're having a little bit of a situation with both of our parents. Can you talk to them? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, who, what, when, where, why. Right? right. What's going on? Talk to me about the context. I need some more context. Right. Mm -hmm. And they and they filled me in and I put my you know my therapy hat on. Yeah. And I had a conversation with the moms and the dads and trying to resolve any of their issues. But I'm not gonna ask for more money for that. That's just part of the like your job duties, you right. know what I'm saying? That's just normal behavior at that point. Exactly. It's just all part of it. And you go in, you don't know what's gonna happen, but with the relationship that you're building, they're trusting you that you're going to help get through whatever it is 100 and vice versa i feel like that person that you're interviewing is always going to be an employee and not an employer possibly well, good luck to her being an employee with that mindset i guess well, if, i'm yeah. yeah i mean 
Good luck to her, right? I mean, any yeah. any sense of the <laughs> word. You mentioned that um, got a vibe with some clients, right? right and like all right. that good stuff. And I'm sure you also got a vibe with your vendors, exactly. right? Do right. you build your own team or do you ask your clients to come up with recommendations for you to vet? Or how do you work that process? In terms of the day of team. Is that correct? Yeah, um, like your vendors, like your DJ, yeah. your, your caterer. Do yeah. you pick and choose? It depends in what part of the, the stage of the process they okay. brought me on. Um, so we do a consulting package, which would be folks that are starting out very beginning of the entire process. Okay. At that point, yes, we help with building the dream team and putting together folks that we've worked with and we know personalities and how everybody jives as well as their processes. Um, and then if they loop us into the whole process much later after they've picked it, mm -hmm. then no. Uh, but in those instances, I think that's how we could potentially meet new folks. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's usually the same folks uh, that yeah. you're working with and you know who everybody is. But uh, there's always a fresh new face from time to time, which is a refreshing experience yeah. to get an opportunity to work with them also. Nice. I got a question for you, though. Yeah. Let's say they call you in the beginning of the whole process. Like, they want to hire you from day one, right? Mm -hmm. And give you a set budget. And it's a modest budget, yeah. I want to say. And you have your dream team. Mm -hmm your team that you go to all the time, right? Yeah. Your your five vendors and the budget works for them. Yeah. And that modest budget works for them. Mm -hmm. Done. Moving forward, you get a call from another client and they have a bigger budget, mm -hmm. okay? Now you still call your dream team, like that five vendors that you already chose. Do you fluctuate on a pricing or how does that work? So actually, I work a little differently. Okay. Based on the budget of the wedding, I have groups of vendors uh, because I know... You have a tier system. Correct. I do too. And you have to. Yeah. Um, because there are certain vendors, though, who have their own tier system. So mm -hmm. for a DJ, for example, would have, uh, you know, entry-level DJs to owners, for example. Yeah. And I equate that, the analogy I use is at a hair salon, for example, you could go in and you could get an associate or you can get the master. And that comes with different services as well as different experiences, skill set. So that is how I fluctuate when it comes to the budget versus same service and just pricing it higher because that, gotcha. that's that's not fair. You know, you, you want to make it's sure. It's not fair. And right. unfortunately, there's a lot of event planners out there who do that, Interesting. you know, um, I feel like the bride and groom at the end of the day, they get the short end of the stick. You know, I mean, if if, if you, you as the event planner can plan a, a top of the line wedding with a budget of, let's say, 100K, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to give you 200K, save that 100K for them. Just yeah. just let them know. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I try to keep my clients, I put them in the forefront all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, this is your budget. Yeah. You're going to be getting this, this, this and that, your dream wedding, you're going to be saving an extra 75K, keep it, yes, buy a house. Exactly. This is the same exact conversation that I just had yesterday because don't overspend your money if you don't need to. 100%. And, and a big part of what I do do, which I'm sure you do also, is a, a cost analysis mm -hmm. and a budget planning. 
So listing out all of the vendors uh, for a, a lot of 2024 weddings, we're starting all the way from the beginning where the venue isn't even selected. Yeah. And some of the weddings uh, are very modest budgets and some are higher budgets. Yeah. The higher budget folks, uh, I start by asking them, what vendors have you gravitated towards? And I would let them know at this point, I know what the minimums are that certain vendors work with and don't work with. Yeah. And they ask me, like, what comes with that? And it's really just having that open conversation. But in, in the conversation I had yesterday going over the whole budget spreadsheet, there was an extra, like, 50K left. I was like, why don't you guys take a really nice honeymoon, put that as a down payment for your house? And there you, you go. Don't, you know, you don't have to use the entire budget. Um, but if you want to, we can figure out very creative ways. That's the bells that. and whistles. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, more understanding well what's your vision and what do you want to do with this i try my best to save my clients as much money as i possibly can yeah by leveraging all my relationships yep i mean you have to you know exactly because at the end of the day it's them they're coming to you because they trust you Mm -hmm. and you know when i speak to my clients i i I let them know from day one i'm gonna try my best to save you as much money as i possibly can yeah you know even even with my services, which I'm sure you do too, where we offer different packages. There's consulting and then there's day of coordination. Yeah. Consulting can really range for anything. But depending on where they are in the process, I've told people, I don't think you need consulting. I know you inquired about it. Feel free to ask me questions. I won't charge you for it, but save your money. Yeah. And it's not a sales gimmick or anything. I, th- I think a big part of it is I'm not trying to, sell you anything i just i want to help you for your big day 100 percent. yeah i charge my clients a flat fee yeah it's a flat fee for me to be involved in your event that's it i'm not going to charge you more because i feel like you drove a benz right you know it's going to be a, a flat fee for, you know for, because i'm going to be there yeah. it's going to be me and my team and if it's extra days then there's also extra day fees right. but it's it's all black and white you know yeah. there's no gray areas whatsoever because it's a trust issue yeah. i try my best to be transparent and it's two things I do. Number one is be transparent. Yep. And number two, just educate. Yes. You know, because they don't know what they don't know. Exactly. You know, I say a lot of times I said, this is your first and hopefully last wedding. Hopefully so last wedding. Hopefully last. I, ever I feel like that would be the case, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of second weddings I've been doing. Sure. No, I know. But I, I say more from the stance of like, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And we've done it so many times. So let us use our experiences, our issues, and pass that on to you so you don't have to go through that. Yeah, right? Because, yeah. like, you've done hundreds of weddings. You know what's going to happen right. before it, it even happens. Yeah. People's attitudes, the weather, the certain yeah. vendors, just just different things that you can already forecast. Right. And that's what uh, the client is paying for mm-hmm. at that point, right? There's a whole saying that you're not paying me the 10 minutes to do the job, but you're paying me the 20 years it took me to do that 10-minute job. 100%. 100%. It, it, it goes to uh, like contractors. Yeah. When people think, oh, a contractor is uh, charging me way too much, I can just go buy the tools and do it myself. Good luck. Good luck because all the experience of, let's say, like an electrician, for example, or yeah. a plumber, it's like you're not going to get that off of a YouTube video. Not at all. No. It's funny yeah. because you mentioned that about the contractor. Yeah. He's a dole player as an example. Okay. Like, okay, so you think this dole player is, 
is expensive. Do you know how to pay the doll? Right. Do I know how to pay the doll? Not at all. But this guy does because he's been doing it for years. Right. And that's why you're paying him the next amount, you know? Right. The price has to go with the experience. 100%. You know, yeah. there's there's so many like veterans out there who charge what they charge, as they should, mm-hmm. right? But it's funny because then you also have all the newcomers charging similar pricing and they always fall short because they don't understand that things are going to go wrong. Yeah. And you can't run around with your head cut off like a chicken with the head cut off after after at that point, right? Because, yeah. dude, I'm paying you a certain number. You know, get your shit together. Right. Right? And make it work. Exactly. But I feel like it gets lost in it, man. Like, all the newcomers yeah. come in and they're, and they're good at what they do. But the sure. thing is, you also have to be humble to know that there's more to learn. Mm-hmm. You know? 100%. And they don't see that. I think that's the biggest reason why, as you may have seen over the years, uh, as life happens, people will do it for a couple of years and then move on to something else just yeah. because the capacity. It's one of the reasons why I'm making such a process that can continue and scale because I don't want to lose that experience. 100%. Where, like you mentioned, that can't be replaced overnight with somebody just starting something new yesterday. Yeah. So I, I think that's really important. And with this, like what we're doing today and what you've started, the collaboration of all the vendors too, with especially with COVID and how we've all been communicating, I think that's adding a whole nother level of communication and transparency that's building to the skill set of everyone that's here right now. 100%. Like I feel like the whole concept of the podcast, right, yeah. is to educate, mm-hmm. right? Talking to other vendors, talk about your own like your trials and your tribulations and all the all the hardships you went through mm-hmm. to be a success, right? People don't know that it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's not it's not for the it's not for the weary. Not you at know, all. There's a lot of companies yeah. that come in for two three years, and we talk about this. I actually I mentioned this a few times uh, speaking speaking with enough a few other guests. They come in for like two three years, and then they make their money and they leave. There was no impact. Yeah. You know, with the wedding industry, I felt me personally, I feel like you got to make an impact. Absolutely. I mean, if you can't, I mean, it, it, in anything at that point, if you're not going to make an impact in anything that you do, then what's the point of even doing it? That's my motto. And it's work. It is. It's work. As we expand. Anything, anything worthwhile is going to be work. A hundred percent. So as we expand into doing other things with weddings, like signage, for example, I've gotten comments where uh, folks would say, this is a lot of work. Yeah, no <laughs> Nothing good is going to happen without the work. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to put the effort into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then don't even take that first step. Exactly. It's a long journey, right? But the thing is, if you see the destination, mm-hmm. right? If you see it, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. Even if you can't see what the end goal is, right? What's the next step? Right. Can you see the next step? Mm-hmm. Take the next step. One foot in front of the other. Exactly. Eventually, you'll get there. And, you know, with that, I think it's really important to keep going. Yeah. But also look back and continuously improve. Because nobody is perfect and there will never be something that's perfect. So even if an event goes great, 
one of the things me and my team do a lot is debrief. And in the debrief, we would say, well, what what could have been better? Facts. Even if everything went to the T, yeah. what could have been better? And is it a matter of adding something to a task list? So we have a massive task list. And even with that massive task list, there's things that come up during the day that you do. And in hindsight, you add it and just try to, you know, anticipate. But looking back and thinking, what can I do better all the time is only going to make you better, stronger and be able to offer a greater service. You know, um, Drake, there was a, a video I saw that he was getting an award. And I think it was um, it was an Emmy or something. But he said, I rarely celebrate any of my successes. Yeah. Only reason because I wonder how it could have been better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think about that all the time. I have a five-minute rule. My five-minute rule is if it's a failed event or a failed concept in anything, right, you could cry, you could scream, you could be depressed, you could you could grieve for five minutes. Yeah. And that and that five minutes could be anything. It could be a day, it could be a week, a month, yeah. whatever. But it's the five minutes. Don't get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Take that time and grieve. But then you need to keep on pushing forward. Right. 100%. And the same thing with successes. You could celebrate, you could pop champagne bottles all day long, but for five minutes. Yes. Because you don't want to get lost in it. You know, because then it's going to hinder you from moving forward. Yeah. And it's always about the growth. You got to continually keep on moving forward one step after another. That's what we do in a podcast. You know, I'm a strong believer in saying, what's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. What is next? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is season one, right? We're going to be doing season two on site. Um, On site is... I'm the new director of a banquet a banquet facility. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. it's called Titan Union. Okay. It's, it's they're still under construction. Okay. Um, it's funny because I interviewed with them last December, and they were under the assumption that it was going to be up and running by April. Okay. 2023, not the case. Construction always has delays. Yeah. April yeah. came and went. May, June, yeah. July, August. We're in August now. Right. Um, the site visits over there. They're working on it. You know, it's 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 coming and going. But I think by October, mm-hmm. we're going to be ready to rock and roll. Very But exciting. that's next. Okay. I, I'm a strong believer in building my resume. Yeah. You know, from... You got to think back, like, you know, where we all started. Me, personally, I, I started back in 2001 okay. as a DJ. And from a DJ to an MC to a coordinator to an event planner, yeah. working at my family banquet halls. Um, Milan Banquets and Garfield, yes. Excelsior and, and Saddlebrook. We spoke about that. Yeah, I remember. Um, you know, working over there as a maid to D, as a coordinator, all that good stuff. Just building my resume. Always. And then the podcast came into play. So we built on this. Um, the new role as director, building on that. Um, launching my event planning company, yep. building on that. Right? It's all part, yeah. it, it's a lifestyle. Absolutely. You have your hands full also with, I do. with I do. all your little babies that you have but, going on. <laughs> but, 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 but the things you have to, you know? Yes. I spoke to a friend of mine, uh, Lisa Marie, a while ago, and I told her about all these all these different things I'm doing. And she's like, Jay, you have your hat in a lot of rings out there, right? How are you going to handle it? Well, I told her it's not all different things, though. It's not different industries. It's all the same industry. It's the same. It's one umbrella. 
right? But I have different hats in the same umbrella, the different experiences. So with that said, I'm just building up my whole repertoire. Yes. Is that the right word? Repertoire. 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 There you go. We're gonna have to <laughs> edit that, Jack. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm just building that to be a better person. Right. Right. I do have my five-year goal. In five years, I wanna offer something to the event planning industry. You already have. There's more. There's more. Okay. There's more. There's more. I'm very ambitious. I love that. I'm very ambitious. In this industry, there's no limit. There's no limit. And that is something I've been trying to uh, mind map. You know, mind mapping where you yeah. kind of just like dump everything in your mind on paper. Yeah. And a big reason for the limitless nature of this industry is it's evolving always. 100%. So just the other day, not to like throw an idea out there, but you know how TikTok is really popular. And I yeah. sound like such an old person saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> TikTok and all the trends that happen there. Yeah. There's roles out there for people on site specific for creating TikTok content. So that's not your videographer. Maybe it could be an extension of your videographer team, but like a, a wedding content creator yeah. is like this whole new niche that I'm seeing take a life of its own. Yeah. And it's it's wild that that's happening. It's something you know, just one of the things that there's so many things that we so never much. thought were going to be happening. Yeah. Are happening. That's our reality at this point. Right. And to not become stale, you have to make sure you know what's happening. You gotta constantly re reinvent yourself. Yeah. You know? I like that. I think that's a fun challenge. It and is. it keeps you on your toes. It's a challenge though. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, they say that if you're comfortable where you are, that means you're not gonna You'd have a, you're not growing. You're not growing. Yeah. You have to be comfortable. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And change is the only constant. Change is the only constant. Yeah. Yeah. You said uh, about the trends, right? Mm -hmm. So being in the wedding industry, being an event planner, there's constantly new trends coming up. Yeah. How do you keep yourself up to date? You know, that's a really good question. I think it's a lot of different ways. Part of it is, well, understanding... Uh, what's out there. So there, there's a lot of content that you can follow. There's yeah. a lot of uh, people that you can follow that like, you know, there could be like Bollywood fashion trends, things yeah. like that. Um, but you also, it, there's trends of people that report what's going on currently. Mm -hmm. And then there's reading between the lines to understand where that's going to go. Okay. And I think part of that is having kind of that vision to say, how do I take what's happening and think about where to take it. That's what I try to do. Yeah. I try to see what's going to be the newest trend in two years. Yeah. Versus not. Because you have to be ahead of the game at that point, right? Right. If you're just going to do what, what every everyone is doing, then you're all going to be in the same particular level. Right. You, you're going to be on the bandwagon, right? Which is fine. It works for a lot of people. Right. But for some people, it's just, you want more. Right. And that, that's why I, your question was interesting. Because it's not that somebody can tell you what the trends are, it, there's certain people that can think about what the trends will be. And, and you have to be also not afraid to set your own trends. Exactly. And yes. and, and to set your own particular trend, mm -hmm. you you got to be bold. Yeah. Because you're going to get so much pushback. Pushback, criticism. You All know. the time. That's part of it. Yeah. Like, you know, being... being who we are, mm -hmm. I want to say. I've, I feel like I have a little bit of a platform, you know? So I get even criticized all the time. 
And and that's fine because that's part of the game, right? Good news and bad news, mm-hmm. good things and bad things. Sure. It's all good. I just take it and I build with it, yeah. you know? But you can't let that bring you down because because <laughs> being in a podcast world, I mean, this is oh, yeah. international at this point, right? right? People from all over the world are going to be listening to what we're going to be talking about, judging and doing all those things. I mean, I have crazy hair, for example. <laughs> I like your hair. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not too many people can pull off my hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, I have to own that, right? Yeah. Same thing with the trends. If I feel like we're going to be doing something different next year with like um, image mapping, mm-hmm. right, for example, or and playlist, mm-hmm. which is completely out of the norm, right? Or even the design aspect of an event right. is completely different. We're not going to be doing florals anymore. It's more metallics. It's more chromes. Like it's more straight lines, right? Yeah. If it's not working today, you don't know if it's not going to be working next year. 100%. Two years from now. Yeah. So if you make a statement and say, this is what's going to be happening, push through and believe in what you're saying. I'm a strong believer in that. I agree. Own it. Yeah, you got to own it. For all the people that want to judge, let them. Because it, everybody has to have a job. Right. <laughs> and I, I feel like it, it doesn't impact you. Like if, if I'm doing something and somebody is judging, how does that impact me? I'm still going to do what I want and I'm still going to continue pushing myself. You're renting space in their head for free. I like that. I like that. And it's true. So I, a lot of times when people are really concerned about what somebody else might think, I'm like, let them. I mean, it's a brown thing though. I know. It's a brown thing. Unfortunately, it's a brown thing. Listen, I got three sisters. My whole family (laughs) are all brown. We're all forward thinking as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of interracial marriages in our family, which is good. But judgments is part of it, you know. So being like I was born here, right? My parents from India. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm the first generation. Um, So and being different. I want to say I'm a little bit different than my cousins or my sisters because I'm not a doctor nor an accountant or IT professional. Okay. You know, I'm in the wedding industry. Yeah. And that's different, you know. So that judgment was there. Yeah. So with the family, it took a toll, I want to say, but to an extent, right? Because you got to have thick skin. 100%. So if you could deal with your family talking <laughs> you could deal with strangers talking <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> yeah, you know hear, what I'm saying? Yeah. And the yeah. people that talk <laughs> are going to be your biggest supporters at this point. Yeah. You know, I feel like my dad, when I first told my dad, I'm going to quit my job at Pfizer and press play for yeah. a living back in 2001. He was like, what, what, what are you thinking? Right. But now he's my biggest fan. Yeah. My mom is my biggest fan. I, I love that. I think all the people outside of family that want to talk, they're actually giving you free publicity. Sure. Right? Like they're taking time out of their day and giving you the space and making you more visible by engaging sure. in what it is that you're doing. And it's not for everybody. I mean, you know, you're a creative. I'm a creative. You know, this is what we do. And we're not a dime a dozen. We're not. Yeah. We're too far in between, I want to say. So um, we're always going to be different. You know, yeah. we're going to be, and being in the wedding industry, being in the investment industry, we talked about this earlier as well. Like we're looked upon a certain way, mm-hmm. you know. So now you have to own everything that you do. Yes, right. I'm a professional event planner. Yes, I'm a professional podcaster. Yes, 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 and yes, right? I can right, go right. down the list. But you had to own it. And yes, this is what I do. And life is good. Yeah. And this is who I am. 
And I, I think the biggest thing that contributes to all of it, though, is who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And for me, that has been my saving grace in a way. Like a support system? Support system. Because who you surround yourself with will push you to constantly be that more that you want. And I don't know about you. I feel like I'm always thinking, well, I could do more. Like there, there's more. And it goes to maybe what you were saying where you never sit and celebrate your successes, but more, okay, what else can I do? And yeah. that's just, I hope to be good in this industry. I hope, I think that's something that will help with continuing to contribute to it and keep it moving forward. Absolutely. I feel like you need to make a dent. Yeah. Make an impact, you know, like right. you want to make an impact on the wedding industry, which is great. So my question to you is this now, how has the wedding Im- the wedding industry impacted you? How has the wedding industry impacted me? I think it gives me that space to be the creative. Okay. And I think without it, there would not be a part of me personally because in in my full-time job, I'm surrounded by certain folks that are interested in certain interests. So what is your full-time job? Uh, so I work at a startup. Uh, it's a sports betting exchange. Nice. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Sport Trade, and we've launched in New Jersey. Nice plug. Um, soon to launch in our second state, Colorado. Uh, so anybody that's a sports better, you know, can check it out. There's every brown person out there. <laughs> well, I hope that people join then. Uh, sport trade, one word. Uh, but in the wedding industry, without it, I would never meet people like yourself. And I feel like I've been able to click and have really great conversations about vision and entrepreneurial spirit and the what else are you going to do type of conversations, yeah. which really energize me from a personal level. And I think without being in this wedding industry and doing this, I wouldn't know how to access that side of me. Especially in the tri-state area, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the wedding industry, I, I personally believe, and it's only my opinion, that the tri-state industry, wedding industry, the wedding industry in a tri-state area is always reinventing itself and always developing because there's so much competition. Right. There were, it, it's a... Uh, it's no holds barred. Right. It's what's next. What's next? Mm-hmm. Who's bigger? Who's better? Who's going to be doing this? Who's going to be giving me something that's more like a different, right? right? Versus the wedding industry in the Midwest versus the wedding industry down south. And again, strictly my opinion, guys. That's all it is. But I've had the opportunity to entertain and plan events in the Midwest and in the south. And everything I've learned from the tri-state and to talk about that in those other regions, they weren't having it. They're like, no, this is not what we want. This is not what we're used to. I get it all the time. Well, we're not used to that. So what do you mean the grandiose aspect of it or something else? Well, the overall aspect of it. Okay. Like like it could be the DJ, for example, mm-hmm. right? It, it could be the concept of planning your agenda, the timeline, right? right what comes right. first? What uh, second, third, and fourth, um, the decor concept of it, the food concept of it, right? There's only so many things as you know, as far as the food, yeah. they used to the normal, right? The the chicken, the goat, the paneer, mm-hmm. and the wagon, for example. Right. Let's think out of the box. Let's get some 
like you know, creativity out there, right? right? So let's get something else that's not the norm. Yeah. No, they don't want it. They want to stick yeah. to the normal because it's what people are used to. And they say that all the time. Yeah. We're used to this. You know what I hate? That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's what it's supposed to be. And I've, I've said this so much. Who determines what's supposed to be? And a big part of what I'm doing, I've, I've fallen into the niche of fusion weddings. Nice. I, I personally went through an interracial marriage. Nice. and. That was only six years ago, but it feels like ages ago. And uh, did the whole two different ceremonies and the reception and fusing the different cultures, etc. And during my process, there was a lot of, this is what it's supposed to be. And now as I'm helping other people plan and hearing you say this, uh, I always say, well, who, who told who what it's supposed to be? Right. And why are we taking and running with that? Yeah. There is no norm and what it's supposed to be and in the same conversation you know it's like well we want it to be different <laughs> right well i'm giving you different no yeah. no no that's too different too different um so with that said and you know you you don't have to answer as the northeast but what has been your favorite region to work with in terms of maybe cultural aspects i feel like i feel like the south okay atlanta orlando the only reason because um everything i have to offer because i'm a personality right i have a loud personality i have a big personality so when i'm on the mic and i'm djing and i'm djing i'm, I'm talking and doing all those things it's a show for them yeah like oh this guy is fantastic look at his suits and the hair and all that good stuff right yeah. it's a show um or so i feel like it's appreciated yeah you know over here in a tri-state um, everyone's a showmanship. Yeah. Everyone's a showman at this point, which is great, you know. But that also lets me reinvent myself, get bigger and better over here right. in a tri-state, right? Because if you're not if you're not reinventing yourself, you're just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. You're going to get stale, exactly, right? Like so that. as we're pushing forward over here, constantly being better and better and better for ourselves, you, you, there's so much more appreciation down south. There's so much more in Atlanta and Orlando. I mean, I yeah. feel like uh, we talk about the next big thing for mm -hmm. myself. Yes. Orlando is probably part of that conversation. Okay. Yeah. Not Orlando. moving down there, right? I have family in No, you, you can't move to Orlando. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate that. Yeah. I got my whole family, my sisters, my mom and dad. They all moved down to St. Augustine. Okay. They're living the resort lifestyle, you Good know, and I go down there quite often. I've been meeting with a lot of vendors, event banquet owners, hotel okay. owners, and just playing that role. Yeah. Um, not pulling the trigger right now, but setting the foundation. I like that. Setting the foundation. It's like, how do you figure out how to be in five different places at once? Dude, yeah, I told myself years ago, if I could duplicate myself, I could rule the world. Can we maybe put our forces together and create a cloning machine? Yes. <laughs> that, would, that would revolutionize everything. AI <laughs> is here. It is. AI is reality at this point. Yes. I'm sure we can ask Chad AI. Yep. Chad GPT. Chad GPT yeah. to figure something out. Yeah. You know, so. like even with AI and implementing AI in the wedding industry mm -hmm. is going to streamline everything. Absolutely. But you, so that kind of goes into the whole automation. Piece yeah, of yeah. It. And 
I say it half jokingly about how can you be in five places at once, but that can be possible with the right processes. Yeah. And a part, a big part, I know we talked about this uh, outside of here, was about automation. That's right. And there's ways that you can develop your process, but integrate processes that kind of dwell on automation. So when there's certain communications, emails, calendar invites, use technology and automation. To make to, your life that much easier. Exactly. Like be in five places at once. Yeah. Like be in 10 places. Like you don't... You, with everything that we have at our fingertips today, there's really no limit to what you can do. So if you find yourself in Orlando, keep in touch. <laughs> really. I definitely will. Yeah. It's all part of my uh, five-year plan, I want to say. Okay. There's so many things I need to do here first, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, like you're always being bigger and better. Like, you know, what's next, right? We, right. We, we talk about that. And I say this all the time that when you're on top of one mountain, you're on the bottom of another, mm-hmm. right? So now you need to continue growing. Um, but Orlando and the whole Atlanta area, uh, five years, something might happen. Okay. I'm not saying it will, yeah. but something might happen. You know, right now, just being in a tri-state area, just building my resume with so many different things, um, yeah. tapping into that 1%. I'm all about that 1%. I've always been about that 1%, mm-hmm. you know, because you're appreciated at that point. Yeah. You know, because if you're going to be marketing yourself to the middle class, which is great, n- now, you'll be, now you're going to be working on a volume basis. Right. You know, you'll make your numbers, but you're going to be working your ass off at this point. Yeah. You know, but that 1%, that 1% is where it's at. Yes. You know, um, they'll appreciate you more because yeah. they're paying you a good number. You know, yeah. we'll talk, I don't want to talk about any of the numbers, yeah. but crazy numbers. You know, and when they're giving you that price tag, they're giving you that responsibility. Yes. And 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 with that responsibility comes a lot of expectations, Mm -hmm. you know. So everything that I'm doing right now with the wedding planning, coordinating, with the podcast, with the new role as director, it's all pieces of the puzzle that I'm putting together for the next role. I love it. And the next role is in five years. Amazing. I think that is such a wonderful plan. And it goes to... The strategy. So it sounds like you're going to do low volume, high cost versus low cost, high volume. 100%. So it really depends, right? Like the strategy and what you have to offer. 100%. Where when we were talking about people that are coming in, maybe more so just for the money, not really a plan to stay for a while. I think that's more the low cost, high volume strategy. Absolutely. Because with the low cost comes the lower experience expectations expectations and that's the client or that's the company that's going to say well that's not my job yeah um right. i'm Pay not going to put together that polaroid camera right. <laughs> you know that good stuff it's yeah. a part of it absolutely our peter thank you for joining me today thank you for having me here this is great i appreciate you coming down from all, all the all the way from philly not a problem. do you want to look in the camera and go over all your tags your online presence your website all things all little things rapita the little things by arpita yes um of course so uh thanks for having me jay uh, i'm arpita with the little things by arpita you can find me on instagram at the little things by arpita thank you for that i thank appreciate you. it we're gonna i'm gonna have you come back for season two Great. okay that one's gonna be on site okay so that's gonna be at a different location there's 
new things happening for season two. I'm so excited about all this. I cannot wait. Yeah, thank this is you. nice. Absolutely. Yes. Guys, thank you for joining me and Arpita on another episode of the Jada Rana Show. As always, feel free to comment, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And as always, I'll see you on my dance floor. Peace.